Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 3, Episode 18. Parker, what's on the docket today, my we man? We are starting with Billboard News, talking about the big news around the sports landscape. Absolutely. From there, we are previewing Week 1 of the NFL season. It's right around the corner. Absolutely. And then we're heading to our final segment, where we give our bold predictions for the final month of the MLB season. Yeah, we've got five total. I've got three. Parker's got two. They're quite bold out yeah, there. They you are. Know? They are. Shockingly enough, man. Maybe one involves the NL East. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Getting into the billboard news. We're hitting the big three sports. We got some football. We got some baseball. And there's one massive one yeah. for basketball. We're going to sandwich yeah. that one in the middle because that's the juiciest one. That's the incredible one. But let's go ahead and start with football first. What are the big ones out there, Parker? All right, Russell Wilson, new Denver Broncos quarterback. He got paid. Got paid. Five years, 245. Does this make Denver a free agent destination for the next couple of years? I think it does. I mean, when you have a quarterback that is of Russell Wilson's caliber, yeah. I mean, let's. I mean, he made he made Tyler Lockett's career. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh yeah, right, absolutely. So I'm not going to sit here and state that having Russell Wilson in Denver. If I'm a free agent wide receiver, and I know we got Jerry Judy, we got Cortland Sutton, and we really don't have that. I mean. Yeah, I mean, K.J. Hamner is like, he's a good piece. But, like, if I'm a free agent wideout and I'm like, I could be the number one there because Jerry Judy, phenomenal wideout. We're we're expecting big things from him. Yeah, we're expecting big things from Judy this year. We need big things from Judy this year. But, like, I mean, he's not, like, number one guaranteed. Corlin Sutton could be, but he can't stay on the field. But he's not, yeah, right? So, like, they don't have a big number one, you know, wide receiver. But, obviously, Denver now wants to spend money. They've locked mm-hmm. up Russell Wilson. He's a that makes them a free agent destination, and it also makes them really, really relevant yeah. out west for the next couple. That of That division too. is insane. It is really tough. Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I mean, like, there's not a bad team in that no, division. There's not, and you want to know why? Because every single one of them have stability and length at the quarterback position. Yeah, craziness. For I sure. mean, I know. Look, we'll we'll do a preview in the you know, but like of those four teams. Who's going to finish in last? Uh, yeah, I, I don't Is know. Is it Vegas it or Denver? But it could be any of them, right? I, like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I the think, Chiefs could finish last in that like division. The only, I don't think they will. Like, the one team that I feel really good about that division is the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know and they what, could finish last. I know we're Herbert guys. That's yeah. part of it. But, like, I think they're just on the rise. They're good. Right? Uh, all of them are good. But I, I mean, every single one of those yeah. teams could finish dead last. Because I like quarterback, I like the quarterback play for every, every one of those teams. Every single one of them, absolutely, hundred percent, not even a doubt in my mind. Yeah. All right, let's get into a couple others. The Eagles made a couple trades: yeah. one shipping a player out and one bringing a player in. Let's talk about the one that shipped it out first. Jalen Rager, the much <laughs> maligned first uh-huh. round draft pick, will join the guy who should have gotten drafted by <laughs> yeah. the Eagles at twenty one as uh, he gets traded to the Vikings for a fourth that 
it could turn into a fifth if some statistical things aren't met and a seventh rounder. That's the a big, win for Philly. It's a huge win for Philly. I thought they were just going to get a bag of balls for the man because he can't catch them, so you might as well get some <laughs> balls back for him. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles actually got more for Jalen Rager than Dallas got for Amari Cooper. That's crazy. I know there was a $20 million price tag with yeah, Amari Cooper. Yeah, but still. But still, like, I mean, that's nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Yeah. Amari Cooper is a phenomenal talent in this league. Jalen Rager can't catch two balls to beat the Giants. I mean, there were, yeah. I mean, the, in that that Giants game, I'm th- like, we were watching that yeah. together, and we're like, catch the football. That's right. your job, that bro. Is your job. Like your job when you're at practice, when you're you know pregame, what you're catching the football, right? At least you should be. Yeah. To help you in the game, right? Yeah. And he just, and it wasn't like he was like it was like disrupted no, or nothing. physical play no, no it just didn't catch didn't the ball catch the ball I mean, one hit him in the hands then hit him in the helmet and the other one hit him in the hands uh-huh like it's all right maybe you know what, for <laughs> jalen rager's sake i mean this is this is good for him change of scenery right he needs to because and, and minnesota's gonna be like oh well we got the better wide out anyway so and playing in philly's not easy it's not it's no not, matter the sport. Right. It's not like you have to have the right mindset to play in Philly. Absolutely. And to tell you who has the right mindset is who the Eagles traded for. C.J. Gardner-Johnson yeah. is going to be a phenomenal safety. I mean, he was lighting it up for the Saints. I still remember the one thing. Like, he gets into Tom Brady's face yeah. after he breaks something uh-huh. up. Like, it was that was the meme of the year last year when he did that. I mean, he is so Philly, it's insane. I mean, with him playing safety, with him and Epps, and, you know, I mean, we already talked about Slay, Bradbury, yeah. and uh, Avante Maddox. That's secondary. Like, does this secondary, is it now a top 10 unit? I mean, we talked I about him just so. being on the outside. I think so. I, I think so, too. I think they like, might be 10. At, at the very least, 10. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to go higher than that because yeah. we don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, we don't know. They haven't played together, but on paper... Yes. This is very good secondary, and this makes the Eagles very, very scary, especially with that pass rush that they have since they added Hassan yeah. Reddick. The linebacker core got – I mean, Howie Roseman, clap it up for Howie Roseman. Well yeah. done, sir. Yeah. Well done. I feel really good about this Eagles team. Do I believe that they're Super Bowl contenders? No. And the only reason why I don't say that is because I haven't seen Jalen Hurts yeah. in improvement. That's, that's the only question. he is legitimately the only question mark with this team. If you sat there and put – any decent quarter. You put Joe Burrow on the Eagles right now, they are favorites to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You put Tom Brady on, like Aaron Rodgers, without a doubt, but he he makes yeah. it without the team, right? Put Russell Wilson on this squad, yeah. and they are 100% the favorites to win the Super Bowl. It is literally on Jalen Hurts' shoulders for the Eagles this year, and if he pulls it off, they could be out of the NFC to face either the Bills, the Bengals, the yeah. Chiefs, you, you name, any team out of the AFC West yeah. that, that are favorites to, to do things here. And I and I look, I haven't always been the biggest Jalen Hurts guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not because, oh, I think he's a bum. I just I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I, I question like, okay, can he be a pocket passer? Right. And like, that is the question. I know how athletic he is. He can make plays with his legs. Mm-hmm. That's great. But eventually, <laughs> you got to win from the pocket, bro. Right, 100%. So we got to see that. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely have to see that. All right, then the last one, going to your division. Yeah. Josh Gordon signs on the Titans practice squad. Yeah. All right, what's more likely to happen? <laughs> he gets cut or he's added to the 53-man roster? That's actually a good question. I think the the answer is he's going to be added to the 53-man roster I because when you correct. look at the Titans' wide receiving group, it's not good. It's not this, like, depth. I mean, they got Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees, Traylon Burks, yeah. and then Westbrook Ekrine. And then two guys that you go, who? who? 
Yeah, I think. I mean, look, I'm. I don't know what Josh Gordon has left in him, but I we all know, know we know he's talented, right? Oh, absolutely. So I think the Titans. Yes, he's on the practice squad now. If he has some good practices, right? I think they'll add him just to see what he can bring because right. because of their group. But do I think he's going to last the entire year? Probably not. I right. Think, I think there's a better chance he gets cut at some point, but I think he'll make the 53-man roster first. All right. Here's here's my deal. When when do the Titans play Houston? Because in Houston, because hmm. if he if he ends up in Larry Me Tunzel's apartment complex in Houston, that's bad news. Bears. He's going to be cut. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we're going to Houston next week. Josh Gordon, I'm sorry. I need you I, to stay away from Laramie Tom. Josh Gordon, I know you caught a touchdown pass last week, but you're cut. You're cut. <laughs> why? Coach, why? Hey. Well, you see, what happened was... <laughs> There's a guy named Laramie Tunzel, and I know you guys are buds. I know you guys... You, you guys know. have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did it in a draft video, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We won't go there. All right, let's go from the gridiron to the hardwood. There was one massive, massive deal. If you haven't heard about it, you've been living under a rock. Yeah, where you been? Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz gets traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Colin Sexton, Lori Markkinen, and three unprotected picks. That's what made... Look, okay, so Cleveland, you're getting Donovan Mitchell. Right. He's he's an all-NBA guard, Mm -hmm. okay? But Colin Sexton, pretty good. There are moments that you look at him, you're like, "Oh my gosh, that guy's an all star." This guy's sweet, yeah. And then I, I still believe in Laurie Markkinen. I, I know, I know, good. it's been kind of up and down. He's had some injuries, but mm. he's a big who can shoot the three. And but you get three, three unprotected, unprotected first. Picks. Now, if Donovan Mitchell does his thing in Cleveland, are they going to be top ten lottery picks? No. no. But it is Cleveland. Yep. So we all, I mean. Yeah, never know. All I know is Kyrie Irving was there as as the main guy for a while, and they stunk. Yeah. And so they were still getting top-tier picks. I'm not saying that's going to happen here because I think Donovan Mitchell's a winner. Yeah. Well, and but, he shoots it. Spider. Shoots it from yeah, anywhere. Spider. Yeah. So, but like, that's still three unprotected first there. You know, that's value. Yeah. You can use that in other trades. And I think, I think. I think both teams won, and I know we all like to say that, but like seriously, I think both teams won this mm-hmm. trade. Yep. If you're Utah, like Donovan Mitchell out of there was inevitable, right? And you got like legit pieces back, mm-hmm. and I mean, like they're gonna have to sign Colin Sexton long term to, you know, to keep him. Mm-hmm. But why not? Right. And I mean, the real question is, does this make the Cavaliers a top five team in the Ooh. East? All That's, right. So I'm. It's gonna, early. Right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and go over. You know the top teams of the East before this trade. So Brooklyn, Boston, Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami. Yeah, I don't think Chicago. Maybe. I mean, Chicago started off great last year, and then they really they, they fell really down, tanked, right? But does this make the Cavs a top ten team? I don't think so. I think it makes them a top sixteen. I think they are sixth now. They're definitely and like, like definitively they're, six. They're definitely like six seven. They're five if Brooklyn does trade Durant. But th- that's not happening at this point. Right, I mean, but I'm obviously saying it could. if it happens, yeah. then they're five. Of course, they Boston. They take over for Brooklyn. But like, <laughs> Danilo Gallinari for Boston, and they he, he tore his ACL. He right. out for the year. So, like, <laughs> yeah. do I believe that the Cavs could make a make a run, make a stink? They could. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you look at that backcourt, Garland and Mitchell, yeah, that's, 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 that's nasty. That's nasty. So, I'm not going to sit here and state that, that the Cavs aren't, 
aren't in contention in the East. Oh, sure. I just don't think they're guaranteed a top five. No, they're not guaranteed top five. But this makes them a lot closer. But they, sure. I mean, I my mind could be changed real quick in the season watching Mitchell with the cap. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we need to see it for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the diamond. Uh, your, your yeah. Spencer Strider. Dude. 16 Ks and eight innings versus the Rockies. Now, I know it's the Rockies. Yeah, but I okay. I watched this guy's legit. I watched the game last night from start to finish because he just, and of course, like one thing that I love about Strider is he's he's a student of the game. Right, he knows himself. It's it's fastball slider. Mm. It's like Degrom. I don't. I hate to compare people to Degrom because he's that great, but it's same thing. Fastball slider, and you can't hit either. Right, and the thing that I loved with him last night is. He like I don't think he threw a slider until the second inning. Right, it was just fastball, fastball. You can't hit it, so here you go. Yep. And then he makes it, and then like because he knew like I got to get a feel for that. And then by the, like in the later innings, he was really going to that slider to get swings and misses and strike guys out. Mm-hmm. And I think ten of his sixteen strikeouts last night were off the slider. Yeah, and that's not shocking. I mean that that piece is so good, and that fastball just rides. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Is he the NL Rookie of the Year? I've been I've been thinking about this a lot because I think the rookie of the year is coming out of Atlanta. It's Strider or Harris, right? Okay. Yeah, I mean the the thing that you want to use like okay, Harris is the rookie of the year because he plays every day. Right. So he's an I mean last night he had a homer last night. Right. But who cares cuz Strider struck out 16, <laughs> broke the Atlanta franchise record. Right. Held by John Smoltz and of course Strider was like I didn't even know about it. Right. Like he was like, "Huh, John Smoltz, what I do?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, you made history, bro." What a rookie. So, yeah. So I mean, I you can go either way. Alpha last night and just in the moment, it's definitely Strider. I think it's Strider. But you can definitely make a case for Harris. Not not disagreeing. The only other like case you can make is maybe Gorman for St. Louis if he keeps no. playing the way he is. But I, I, I it's a case. I don't think I, it's a yeah, good case. He'll probably finish third. Right. Uh, Jacob DeGrom eyeing a huge deal this offseason. Yeah. Him and another counterpart in New York and Aaron Judge. Yeah. I'm thinking Judge gets somewhere around $32 million a year. But what they're saying right now is DeGrom could get $50 million a year. Would you pay him that AAV-wise? Yes, I would. Dude, he's so good. I mean, I. it's easy to say this because it's not my money. <laughs> but your his teammate, Scherzer's getting, what, 43 Yeah. So, DeGrom, we all know when healthy, he's the best pitcher in the sport. There's no question. Yeah. So, why can't he get 50? I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not saying that is a massive, massive. I'm not saying I would necessarily want to because my payroll would just be outrageous. I'm paying the luxury tax guaranteed. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's, well, it's hard to say worth 50 million a year, but if we, player salaries are going up, so he's, he's worth it. Yeah. So, I'll give you that. You know, and I know he wants to come to Atlanta. Is what's his face guy? I can't think of his name right now. GM. Oh, Anthopolis. Anthopolis. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. All yeah. right. So is Anthopolis willing to pay him fifty million? Well, considering he don't sign the check, sure. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Yankees. They call up their top top prospect Oswald Peraza. Yeah. Does he make a difference and and make things happen for him? They they better hope so. Because I mean we'll talk about this later. But like the Yankees are they're on the slide, and he he's a really good player. 
And I think he can infuse some energy for that team. More of a contact guy, mm. which they do not have. Yeah. So I think it, it definitely will help if he gets an opportunity to play on an everyday basis. Yeah, I think it, it can't hurt right now. I mean, they they have one of the lowest productions from the shortstop since the All Star yeah. break, anyway. So might as well. I mean, he might as well be a September call up and see what he can do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for the Billboard News. When we return, we're getting into NFL Week One to think. We are just under a week away as the calendar is switched to September. Fall is in the air, and that means football. (laughs) All that when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking week one of the NFL season. We are so close to football. So close to football. We're, We're doing this this week because... With my schedule next week, I've got a wedding to go to and um, a funeral for my grandmother. And it was time. It's okay. I'm <sighs> over it. Thank you for your concerns. Yeah. Uh, but we're not sure whether we're going to be able to record a podcast next week to do week one. So we're doing it now. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. We aren't able to do it next week. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Thursday, September 8th, opening night. What probably should have been the Super Bowl. Bills yeah. at yeah. Rams. Uh-huh. Uh, Parker, who do you have and why? I'm taking the Rams, and it's I. I don't feel great about it because I think the Bills are awesome. Mm-hmm. I really went with the Rams because they're at home. Okay, that's and they're, fair. They're the defending champs, uh-huh. right? They're gonna hang up the banner. Hang up the banner. I think Matthew Stafford's gonna play well. Give me the Rams, but it's slimmest of margins. I'm gonna take Buffalo, man. I'm gonna take I, like you're listen, a Buffalo believer, dude. I, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. Can you adopt me as like a backup? You know, like can I? Can I like go in as like, you know, a, a, a super Kiko Alonso fan? Like, I know, I know, I know several of my buddies. Shady are, McCoy. Several of my buddies are Bills fans. Right. So, and of course, one of them's like, I, I hate that everyone loves us. I like when we're like nobody likes us. We're the <laughs> underdog. We have so much pressure now. I go, yeah, but you guys are, you're pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, listen, you the have Bills, a quarterback. The Bills, <laughs> the Bills look really good. I mean, this yeah. is like the first time the Bills, like you said, I've had a quarterback since Kelly. I mean, let's be yeah. honest about it. And, yeah. and he took you to four straight AFC championship games. Or four straight Super Bowls games. Yeah, I was going to say Super Bowls, bro. Four straight AFC now, championship wins. Now, now they lost, but, you Right, know. but, I mean, still. Hey, just getting there is an accomplishment. It's, it's an accomplishment, especially four straight times. Good Lord. Yeah. So, like, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, the Bills are you know, the Bills. I like the Bills. Give me the Bills. Yeah, again, I'm not feeling great about my pick, but... They are the defending champs, and they are at home. Yeah, I get you there. So, All right, let's go ahead and jump to the first Sunday of NFL season, September 11th at 1 o'clock. Let's go through the 1 o'clock slate games. Uh, first one on the docket, my birds versus the Detroit Lions. Who do you have? It's Eagles. Yeah, it's not even close, right? Like, I mean, Goff, you're solid. I, I'm a fan of Dan Campbell as a head coach. I know you guys are on hard knocks this year, but uh, give me the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my birds. I, You know, and I... I feel good about it, but at the same time, like for some odd reason, the Eagles are have a, a tough time in Detroit. Yeah. I don't think they'll have it this year, though. I think the Eagles go one and zero oh to start the season off. Let's go to the next one: 49ers at Bears. I actually thought about this a little bit, but I'm going Niners. I did too. Like I think the Bears going to compete. I think I know we both like them better than maybe some people do. I think they're they're improving. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields is going to be really good, but give me the Niners. I think the 49ers have a tough time beating really high-powered offenses this year yeah. because their defense is great, 
But I think, you know, like any, it doesn't matter how great a defense is, offense will score if it's good enough. Especially in today's NFL. Right. I don't think the Bears have a good enough offense, so I think the 49ers win this. I think the 49ers' big problem is I don't know if they'll be able to put up enough points against good teams. Right. The Bears aren't good enough to put up enough points, so give me the 49ers in this one. Yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and start uh, going into the division games. There's like two back-to-back division games right here. Steelers at Bungles. Who you got? (laughs) <laughs> to think that this is like a no-brainer in this scenario right. is Bengals. Yeah. Like, sorry, Pittsburgh. Like, you guys are kind of rebuilding. Is Trubisky? You know, we don't know what Trubisky is going to be. Right. When is Kenny Pickett getting in there? Mm-hmm. doesn't matter because Joe Burrow and the Bungles are going to win this game. Yeah, especially since it's in Cincinnati. Like, if it's yeah. in Pittsburgh, it might be, like, slightly more, like, what what's the coin flip? What's the field name now for Pittsburgh? It's like People's yeah. Field. It's no longer it's, it's no not longer Heinz the big field. ketchup bottle. It's not Heinz I'm Field. I'm not a fan of that. I don't I don't like that. Well, I mean, I know like the seats were all yellow. It looked like the the big mustard bottle, but like <laughs> yeah, it was Heinz Field, so it was the big ketchup bottle, right? Right. So like it's not it's like People's Arena. Like I, I don't even know. What I it thought is. about it. I'm like, gosh, that's so dumb. It's so bad. Like no, it's it's it will always and forever be in my heart Heinz yeah. Field. But the Bengals, because they're playing in Cincinnati at whatever stadium that is, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know, McCarran or what, something like that. Right. Uh, the Bengals are going to win this game, and uh, it's not even going to be close. Joe Burrow is going to make this uh, really, really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots at Dolphins is the next one, the big division games. Yeah. Uh, who you got in this one? Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins too. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddles should be ready for Week One, right? I, and all that, but the Patriots have such a hard time going to Miami oh, yeah. early. Oh yeah. And actually, it's funny. I'm gonna, you know, a a friend of mine who I went to school with, who's actually a meteorologist in Pittsburgh right now. Uh-huh. Um, Brian Hutton Jr. is a massive Miami Dolphins fan, like huge. Hmm. And you know, when I went to college, 07 through 2011, <laughs> the, the, the Patriots were really good, and the Dolphins right. were not. Right. Right. <laughs> and he actually presented a, you know, a full thing on acclimatization of players and that the Patriots were not good in Miami. Yeah, they aren't. Because it's really hard to play in Miami when it's hot and humid and you're not used to it yet. Right. You know, this is this is a team, you know, the Dolphins are now better. And right. they're playing in Miami. And the Patriots are not. I mean, they're not terrible, but they're not yeah. as loaded. Yeah, they're not the Patriots of old. So, right. yeah, give me the Dolphins with the added advantage of that. Yeah, definitely give me that. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead to your Colts and Texans. We're going to kind of round out all of the uh, the division games at 1 o'clock. Colts versus Texans. Is this even really a no, question it's mark? It's, it's the Colts. The it Texans better be the are Colts. going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, to tell you the truth, I think Mills has a better game than Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's very possible. I, I think because he does. I, I think the Colts are going to get up early, and Matt Ryan's not going to have to have a big... Right, but I think I think Mills throws for more yards. He throws for more touchdowns, but I don't think Matt... And that's just because I don't think Matt Ryan has to throw a touchdown pass because I think the Colts steamroll them with Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor toting the load to probably four touchdowns combined, and they win this thing easy. I don't think Matt Ryan has to throw a touchdown pass. I mean, how many touchdowns is Mills going to throw? I mean, probably two, but like two is less than four. And true. I think I, this is going to be like a 31-14 to 14 It may game. be one. It might be one, but that still is going to be oh, more I, than Matt Ryan from I what agree. I'm thinking. <laughs> I agree. So, you know, definitely. But give me the Colts. It's not even close. Absolutely. Let's go to the Saints-Falcons here. Uh, it's in Atlanta. I, I know Marcus Mariota is a thing, but I... I just... I, I don't know what to expect from Marcus Mariota. I don't either. 
But I, I mean, you know, Cordell Paris, like Cordero Patterson, <laughs> and he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> he might, but I, you just give me the Saints. I think they're yeah. a better, more well-rounded team. I think Michael Thomas is gonna have something to prove. Even apparently. though they, even though they don't have Sean Payton. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just, I just, I trust the Saints more. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints as well. Fair I just, enough. it's really just because I don't know what Atlanta is. Okay, like what are they? Right. What's Marcus Mariota at this stage? Yeah, we really don't know. But I mean, he could be really good. I didn't really watch a lot of the Falcons preseason yeah. games to yeah, be I mean, honest. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. But, I mean, Mariota really didn't play in many either, so I guess that right. doesn't really help. Yeah. All right, let's go to some revenge games here. Browns at Panthers. Yeah. Huge. Uh, I mean, Baker's revenge versus Cleveland. Cleveland's going to start Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Ah, man, I don't know. I, I'm going to take the Browns, even though I don't love it. I, I just think that defense is so formidable, and they're going to run the ball Really well. The Panthers' run defense isn't great. It's the yeah. only reason why I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Panthers. Baker gets his revenge. Okay. I mean, listen, I, I could very easily see that. Because I I don't know how good the Panthers are actually going to be this mm-hmm. year. Right. But I think for this game, they're gonna he's he's going to be jazzed up for this. Yeah. And the Browns are the Browns. Yeah. And listen, so I could definitely see like Baker just having his way, even though we all believe that the Browns have a good defense. Yeah. No, I give you that. I, I just... And yeah, it's, it's, and it's in Carolina. It's so. a, yeah, right. And like I said, I, I could see this thing going either way. I just, for some odd reason, I just feel like the Browns pull this out. Yeah. I think the pass rush gets to Baker. And that's the only thing I'm really scared about because I don't love the Panthers O line. Yeah, I, I think mean, the either. Browns defensive line is just yeah, slightly better. That's fair. All right, let's go Ravens at Jets here to finish off the uh, one o'clock. This isn't much of a question. It's, it's, Ravens. it's Ravens. The Jets <laughs> yeah. aren't great. No. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. Well, he's not even playing. Yeah, is he? Well, I thought he might be back by, by week one. I, I thought, thought he might be back. He might be, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. The Ravens are still going to win. Lamar Jackson uh, tries to make his case for MVP off the off, off the rip. rip with number one, but I, I don't think he gets MVP to be clear. But yeah, I don't think he so. has a MVP esque performance against the Jets as they probably steamroll the Jets. Yeah. And then to finish off the one o'clock, Jags versus Commanders. That's so weird to say. That's so weird. Uh, who you got? I'm going Jags. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags too. And here's the reason why: Dougie Peterson. They're going to yeah. start off the Doug Peterson era right I think in Trevor Jacksonville. Lawrence Trevor gonna, Lawrence has a huge game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just I have faith in the Jaguars to get get the first one of the season off the back. So you're not believing in Carson Wentz having a huge game? Listen, I don't – I mean, I mean he, he <laughs> the last time he played the Jaguars, he had a massive game. Yeah. But I just don't – I don't – I'm not like 100% convinced on it. So uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars there. All right, let's go to the 425 slate. We got Packers at Vikings to start things off. The division matchup there. Who you got? I'm going Vikings. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I just don't trust the weaponry for Aaron Rodgers. And it's in Minnesota. I think, I think the addition of Jalen Rager is just phenomenal for (laughs) them. No, I just... Uh, the, he, he, he's a difference maker in this yeah, game? Yeah, let me tell you exactly. No. The uh, funny thing is we're laughing about it. He could be, though. He might end up with a touchdown pass. Like, as much slot. as we give him a bunch of flack, which right. he deserves... Yeah. He's still a first-round pick. Maybe it, he's he's first-round talent. Mm-hmm. Maybe he learned how to kiss the football in the offseason. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, you know, it, it change of scenery might help. But yeah. I think Justin Jefferson's the difference yeah, in he, this. Yeah. Jefferson and Thielen are going to have days versus this Packers secondary. I know the Packers secondary is half-decent, but no pass rush getting to Kirk Cousins. He just sits back there and has his way. Uh, Giants versus Titans. Who you got? 
Titans. Yeah, I like the Titans too. I think they just ground and pound. Sorry, Peterson. Like I just until Danny Dimes is not there, I can't fully believe in. the I Giants. believe in Danny Dimes to do something. I just believe the Titans can run the ball better. I mean, than... I hope Saquon has a big game. Yeah, I mean, we hope so. But yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I don't love it. Um, give me the Titans because they're at home. Yeah. Uh, Raiders at Chargers, Ooh, another division match. Great game, but give me Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna we're Herbert the, guys. Yeah, Herbert guys. Give me the Chargers too. I think the Raiders could make this really interesting, and I could see the Raiders winning. But yeah. I, Safe money's on the Chargers here. Mm-hmm. Chiefs at Cardinals. Who Chiefs. You got? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man. I don't. I know Kyler Murray just got paid, but I don't I, mean nothing. I'm to still me. not. I'm not a fan of it. So we're going there. Yep. All right, going to the Sunday night game: Buccaneers at Cowboys. Ooh. Who you got? It's it's Buccaneers, but the Cowboys last year when they played Tampa Bay. It, it, it was a little close. It like, was close. It like was Dallas shootout. probably should have won. Yeah, they probably should have. And it was in Tampa Bay last time. So, but I just can't give my. I can't. I can't as an Eagles fan. I, I know you can't. I can't pick the Cowboys, so I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. All right, let's go to the last game. Another <laughs> revenge game. Quarterback Broncos at Monday Seahawks. night. Russell Wilson returned to Seattle, getting it out early. <laughs> Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. I mean, this is. I mean. Derwin, I apologize, but we all know your team starting over one. You start over one dog. <laughs> Sorry, fam. Just yeah. like your fantasy team, your NFL team is starting over one. Every time I think of, I just remember one when I, you know, at right, work, right. I walk in, I see Derwin. He's like, man, this thing is rigged, man. He NFL goes, rigged, he goes, bro. week one of the NFL season. My Seahawks are Monday Night Football against Denver. Who you got? I go. It's clearly Denver. They're they're starting zero one. He goes, man, that's what CJ just told me. Like exactly, it was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think my response was, hey man, you're starting zero one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like your fantasy team. Right, exactly. All right, well, so let's go ahead back over the picks. Uh, not many differences, so I'm going to go no. over where we're we're both picking the Eagles, the Niners, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Saints, the Ravens, the Jags, the Vikings, the Titans, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Broncos. And if you kept track of that, that means we have two differences. <laughs> I'm taking the Browns, Parker's taking the Panthers, I'm taking the Bills, and Parker's taking the Rams. Yep. Yeah, that's going to wrap and, and it we're up. Gonna, and we're going to keep tally, just like we did last yep. year. We still needed to do the punishment. Yeah, I know. I still need a whipped cream yeah. In the face. Yep. We just haven't had time. Yeah. But I have a baby now, Parker. I know, but we're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably laugh at it for sure. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. He All should. right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with our last segment. Bold predictions for the last month of the baseball season. Crazy to think we're down to the last month of Major Five League weeks to the wild season. card game. Let's go. Woo. We're getting crazy. Bold predictions when we return. Welcome back to Sports Cheapest. We're into our final segment of the day, MLB's final month bold prediction. CJ, start us off. Yeah, I'm going to start us off. I've got three. Parker's got two. So we're going to do me, Parker, me, Parker. Finish off with me. I'm going to start with a really, really bold one. It, one that we never thought would happen. Yeah. Like, seriously, never thought would happen. The Yankees don't win the AL East. That is... That, and it's, again, I, it's bold, right? Yeah, it's that's bold. super bold. Here's the reason why. Tampa Bay, six games back, 30-ish games to play. They've been 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yeah. Their last 20, they're like 15-5. and five. Mm-hmm. The Yankees finally turned a little bit of a corner, but that was because they caught the Mets napping yeah. for three games. I mean, they took two or three from them. It just, like, the Yankees haven't been there for me. Yeah. They've fallen, 
I mean, they were on pace for like 113 wins. Yeah. I mean, we're talking in August, they were still on pace for 100. Uh-huh. Now they're not even on pace for 100. Yeah. They're on pace for like 90. Yeah. Like, this is a problem. I don't love what the Yankees are doing. So, and I you know, know. And I know since like July 10th, They've, they have, like, the second-worst record in the sport. Right. Like, it's not been it, – it hasn't been good for the Yankees since the All-Star break. I, they're falling. Tampa Bay looks good. Bold prediction, Tampa Bay finds a way to win the AL East. That's bold, Cotton. Crazy. Now, the Yankees still end up with a wild card. I'm, yeah, I mean, know. yeah, they're making the playoffs. Right, they're going to make the playoffs. But, like, Tampa Bay. I, I e- Even though he's having a good year, like, the Yankees' offense goes as far as Judge takes them. Right. Like, no, hundred percent. Like they they hit homers. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to manufacture runs. Maybe like like I mentioned in the segment earlier, like they called up their top one of their top prospect Oswald Peraza. Maybe he infuses some energy, more consistent at bats. I don't know what his playing time is going to be, but they just and I don't understand why they're so bad at like making contact. Right, DJ LeMahieu. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Like they have some guys we can do. I know they have. I think all- they're pressing. Honestly, I think they Oh, are. sure. Yeah. I mean, and you're playing New York. You're the Yankees. You got off such on such a great start. Mm-hmm. But, I, look, I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. No. It's yeah. bold. Yeah, it's super bold. And, you know, it might not happen, but I, I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Parker. All right, so my first bold prediction, the Mariners have the second best record in the American League at the end of the season behind Houston. Wow. Well, I mean, another, you know, kind of runs in with my yeah, bold kinda. prediction, right? Yeah, because the reason why I say they're second, because, well, Houston's ahead of them in the division. I know I picked Seattle to win the division, but we all know that's not going to happen. Right. But the Yankees have fallen so much, that, and Seattle was playing so great that... Give me the man. I I love this Mariners team. They're, yeah, they're fun. They can pitch. Mm. I mean, you got Robbie Ray now, Luis Castillo, who's looked great. Logan Gilbert. They have a really good bullpen. Right. J Rod. You know, just anchoring that offense. But like, if you look at like right now, they're a. Let's see. You have Houston, New York, Tampa Bay are the only teams in the American League that have better records than Seattle. And with Tampa Bay, it's like decimal points. Right. And you know, like they're they're in it, man. Like they've been red hot. They've won four in a row, seven of their last ten. I mean, I I definitely think I believe in Seattle. They're due. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been in the playoffs since two thousand one. Right. They're due. Right. And sometimes when you're due, like you go, like it comes due in a big way. So give me, they're gonna have the second best record in the American League at season's end. Yeah, unfortunately, it owns them the the top wild card spot if that happens. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, really, right now there's only three teams ahead of them, right? Uh, Houston, New York, and Tampa, and Tampa Bay. Bay. And I, you know, like I just said, I think the Yankees fall and Tampa Bay looks good. So yeah, I definitely could see it for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to my second uh, bold prediction. Yeah. This will be the fourth year in a row that we have four 100 loss teams. <laughs> and and so we're not crazy. we're not talking COVID year, right? Like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So like the last year that uh, we had three was 2017. Uh, ever since then, it's been four 100 loss teams, and I think the four are going to be Oakland, Detroit, Washington, and Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh finds a way to have 100 losses. <laughs> Shocker, right? <laughs> and I also think the Dodgers win 110 games. Now, right. for the Dodgers to win 110, they got to go 20 and 12. 
So o- not so, over their last thirty-two. They so were, not so not one thirteen at their own pace for. Yeah, on, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's bold. Only one ten. Right. <laughs> I was thinking one fifteen. Like I don't want to put up like one thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I weird. got you. But a hundred and ten wins. They got to go twenty and twelve to do it. Mm-hmm. Over their previous thirty-two games. They're twenty-two and ten, so yeah. it's not. Yeah, like it's, it's not out of. It's not out of question here, and that's including the fact that they lost two or three to the Mets. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, they they look good. Dodgers win one hundred and ten games and like lap the field in the NL. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Now, there's my bold prediction there. All right, it's mainly so, the losses that are bold. But. Yeah. So for me, my second and final bold prediction. I know I didn't go three, but for my second. The Orioles overtake the second wild card spot, whether that's from Toronto or Tampa Bay. Like, wow! Like that they're they're so fun to watch. Yeah, and I think next. I'm not saying they're going to win the division next mm-hmm. year. And it's way too early to really think about next year. But next year, they're really going to compete. Yeah, I mean, with Adley Rushman, I know they called up one of their top prospects the other day. Yeah, they called up their uh, their third base prospect, right? No, I thought he was a shortstop prospect. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Gunnar Henderson yeah. is his name. I know he play, he's a shortstop, yeah. but he can play all over the infield. Well, his first game third was base. at third. I think That's he's what playing second base tonight. Yeah, he is playing second base so, tonight. So, like, yeah. he's versatile, but he's he, he real good. He's really good. I mean, his first major league hit was a dinger. And I know it'll probably be a couple of years, but guess what? The, the Orioles have the number one pick, and they picked Jackson Holiday. If he's anything like his dad, right? he's going to be a good player. Listen, I mean, the Orioles have a really, really bright future. I think Baltimore does a lot of good things. And you know what? It's bold, but I, you know you might be right you with know, that You know, Cedric one. Mullins? I, like, I, I like him a lot. Like, they can pitch. I mean, let's look at their rooster tonight, all right? Yeah. I mean, you got McKenna at center field, Santander, Santander. and right, Mountcastle's DH in yeah. tonight, Urias is playing third, Aguilar at first. Austin Hayes. Hayes in left. Mateo at short. There's Gunner playing second base. And then uh, Chiraeus yeah. behind the dish tonight. Yeah. And, I mean, this this is a solid team. And, they got Keimer, Keimer on the hill. Right now he's got four innings, a two-hit ball with five strikeouts. But, like, I mean, I mean that, their like, pitching like, staff is bad. Adley Rushman's real. I mean, he's, yeah, and he's, he's not a even star. playing tonight. He's a star. Right. He's a star. So, so yeah, give me the Orioles. I think they're going to get the second one. I, Mainly because I want to see it happen. Right. Like, they're just so fun to watch. Get that third wild card spot. Yeah, it'd be such a great story. So, give me Baltimore. They're currently one and a half games back at the Jays. I know Toronto and Tampa Bay are both playing good ball, and they both, I mean, gosh, one of them, probably Tampa Bay is probably the front runner, but they one of those teams could take overtake the Yankees, like, right. like in your prediction. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay overtakes them. I think Toronto actually falls out. I think you're right. I think three AL East teams make the playoffs yeah seattle's the only one that's like creeping up there oh the central's so bad it's just the division winner both centrals are bad yeah and gosh i i I feel like the white Sox, man yeah like they they just like if you watch them Mm -hmm. like unfortunately like i don't want to give up on my predictions right right but if you watch the white Sox, yes they're super talented yes they've had injury and they haven't really played together as a unit but when you watch there's just something missing They, they don't make contact they, you know, they just—they're not a good defensive team, right? Tony Arusa. They're only four back, and they're a game under five hundred. That's, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. It's but like, terrible. I mean, Tony Arusa is a great manager. He's a Hall of Famer, right? But for whatever, there's just a disconnect. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not saying the players hate him, but they don't play for him. No, they don't. So I'm so disappointed in the White Sox. I don't want to go on a huge rant on them, but right. they're, they're so disappointed because like Dylan Cease has been great. Yep, but it just you know. Eh. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I'm just saying my twins still have a shot. They're only a game back. Yeah, man. All right, well, let's get to my final bold prediction. This one's huge. 
<laughs> this one's massive, and and it's it's bold. It's not bold. I almost wanted to make it super bold. I know we talked about, but it. I, I waned back a little bit. So it's just bold, right? Uh-huh. The Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets all finish within three games of each other in the NL East. Now, my big bold one, my my very bold one, yeah. was I think the Braves win and the Phillies and Mets tie. That was my thought originally, but uh, that, that 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 is bold. But I refrained. I yeah. pulled myself back, looking at the. It was because the Mets really they have a favorable schedule too, and they're not metting. And they're not metting. This like year. like if you watch, I like, really wish they were they're such a good team. I know they play so fund- fundamental. They play hard. Sound, right. They play hard for Buck. Mm-hmm. They have superstars all over the place. Yep. Alonzo, Lindor, Degrom, Scherzer, Edwin Diaz is the Edwin Diaz, Diaz right. of old. They're getting they're getting a lot out of their trade values and Daniel Vogelbach. I heard that Edwin Diaz might become the first hundred million dollar closer. And you know what? He might be worth it. He might be, but because it, Cohen's got the bills. But I mean, that's yeah, beside it, the it's point. It's so crazy that two years ago it was like Edwin D's in New York. Yeah, they ain't working. Right. Well, that's changed. Here's here's my final standings in the NL East. The Mets win it. The Braves finish one game back, mm. and the Phillies finish three games back after they go at worst twenty-one and ten down the stretch. I mean, they have a favorable schedule. I mean, let's 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 look. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this out here. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. The Mets right now have a three game lead over Atlanta. They're 84 and 48. Do I think the Mets get to 100? Yes. Okay. Okay. Close. I, I if they get there, it's gonna be like I mean they win 16. You think the Braves could win 100? I think the Braves win 99. That's okay. my point, right? <laughs> like and and when I went through the schedule, I was like, okay, the, the Braves they they go 18 and 11 the rest of the way out. They get to 99. Okay. All right. The Phillies, if they go 21 and 10, which I like I said is the worst case scenario, they go 94 and 68, and that puts them six games back. Yeah. But I think. 21 and 10 is their worst. I mean, let's look at the Phillies' remaining schedule. It is super favorable. So like, you think you think 24 and 7 is like legitimate, like what they'll do? I think they could go 24 and 7. All right. And 24 and 7 puts them at 97 yeah. wins. And, and the only reason why I say that is because Harper's back. We're getting Wheeler back. Yeah. Sir Anthony Dominguez will be back. Nola's, Not this Nola's week. Nola's been good. Nola's been Suarez really good. Is solid. Suarez. I mean, Bailey Falters come in yeah. in, the, in the clutch recently. Like, I mean, David this team Robertson can do is it. not a liability in the pen. Right. I mean, the pen is good. Connor Brogdon, we got Sam Coonrod back. Yeah. And we just traded for um, Vitali. Yeah. So, like, we got arms. Yeah. The bullpen's not as big of a liability anymore. We got bats. I know they dropped two to Arizona, but there's something about teams in the East going out West. Yeah. That's that's a problem, and the Diamondbacks play good ball. They can hit you. Yeah, they play. They play. They hard. play great. They ball. compete. So, but I mean, the Phillies got three versus the Giants. The, they start tonight at ten fifteen. Then they got the Marlins for three, the Nationals for three, the Marlins again for three. And this isn't a Phillies team that loses to the Marlins anymore. I know they've given them trouble in the past, but I'm not worried about it. The Phillies mm-hmm. only have seven really really hard games on the schedule, and it's all of them against the Braves. I think the Blue Jays are falling off. They've got two against them in Philly. So if it was in Toronto, a little different story because we got the COVID protocols. 
But four of the seven versus the Braves are in Philadelphia. Yeah. You go to the Cubs. You got the Nationals for th- uh, for four. Actually, you got the Nationals for eight, I think. No, seven. Because they got four there. Okay. And then the last three are against the Astros. And we've already talked about the fact that Astros are probably going to have the number one seed locked up. Oh, yeah. So they're not going to throw any of their major starters for longer than like five innings yeah. just to give them work. Yeah. And they can give them work in bullpen sessions and not have to worry about getting hit. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't think the Astros are going to have anything to play for in the end. So they're not going to play anybody. Yeah. So the Phillies luck out there. So, like, I am I think the Phillies could very easily go 24-7, and seven, losing three to the Braves, losing one to the Strohs, and losing just a random one here and there, and yeah. go 24-7 and seven and finish 97 and 60. I could see it. I mean, the offense and the lineup tonight was like, that's like, that needs to just be like rubber stamped. Yeah. I mean, you, you want me like, to read it off? Cause yeah, it's phenomenal. Schwarber, Hoskins, Bohm, Bohm Harper, Harper, Real Muto, Real Muto, Cassianos, Stott, Stott, Segura, yeah. Marsh. That needs to be rubber stamped. Yeah. Cause Brandon Marsh at ninth. Like, that's good. Right. Like, he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, and he's got speed. Stott's been playing good ball. Stott's been playing really good ball. I, Gene Segura. the seven. Segura, you know what you're getting from him. Exactly. Cassianos has played better. Mm-hmm. Of late, yeah. Boom has been amazing. And when you and when JT needs a rest, you just literally shift everybody up, and Stubbs goes in the eighth or ninth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is... Yeah. They, they've got a really good lineup. And I'll say do. this about for Philly. One of my biggest... Quarrels with Philly coming in the season, you know this. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Their defense, huh? it hasn't been as big of a a letdown. I'm not saying they're playing great defense, but right. they're not playing terrible defense. Well, and the person you were worried about the most, Alec Bohm, <laughs> he played like, really well. He's as playing player. really good ball, and he's in third. He's hitting third, looking really good. I mean, yeah. Kudos to him. I, right. I I'm a Bohm guy. I've told you that a, a ton of times. I love his game, mm-hmm. but then there are moments you're just like, oh my gosh, right? Like he looks bad. Yeah. But uh, he's really figure, figuring things out. Right. But I'm saying the worst Philly does is goes 21-10 and 10 through the stretch. Uh-huh. That still puts him at 94-68. and 68. I'm, I I knew coming into the season Philly was really good. But the way they started, I'm thinking, man, like to think that they would win that many games is, is kind of crazy to me. The fact that they could be a 100-win team if Joe Girardi was never the manager of the show. <laughs> yeah. And that, uh, honestly, that's crazy to say because I, I got mad respect for Joe Girardi. I do but too. But it he, did not work in it, Philly. It hasn't worked for him for a while. No. I, you know, I got respect for him as a baseball guy. I Never again should he end up with a manager job. I'm being honest. It, yeah. Put him as a bench coach, I'm in. Maybe he needs to like be a manager of a, a lower market team. Maybe. Like, okay, it, took, it, it ran its toll like in New York. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean... It, you got to be a special guy to to be managing Philly. Yeah, like you you, do. You, it's that's not easy to. You got to have a you got to have a bigger personality to manage in Philly, or you have to be just complete stone. You can't yeah. play the middle, right? Yeah, like Thompson is just he's just. I love Thompson. I, I'm going to tell you this right now, and it's and and I mean no disrespect from that. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally the Bill Belichick of, of baseball managers. Yeah, yeah. Like, gives you nothing. Yeah. Just like, yeah, well, we we're, did this. We're on to Cincinnati. We're wiping it. Yeah. We're on to this. Like, uh, it, you know. Like, but, but, but 
that's what he is. You have to be that. Or you have to be Charlie Manuel. It's funny, like... Just straight up cracking so like, up jokes everywhere. So, like, Brian Snicker is a great manager. Right. Like, he's doing a great job. Uh-huh. And I'll watch some of his post-game stuff. And he's just very, just like, yeah, they're doing, they're they're playing all right. Like, he's such a player's guy. And he, he never really says anything negative. And he's just, I mean, he's very the same every night. It's like, it doesn't matter what happens. He's just going to be like, yeah. Right. He's very nonchalant, mm-hmm. like, kind of guy. So, like, you have to be that. Right. Especially when you're answering the same questions every night. Single night, right. I mean, maybe some differential here and there based off of what actually happened. Right. But really, you're answering the same same questions. Now, look, they got to do their job. They got to ask the question. But as the manager, I'm pretty sure it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I got to answer that question again. I thought I did that today already. Exactly. Well, and I I think it's funny that we're going to, I mean, if your bold prediction is correct with... Seattle will be the only difference. But there's going to be three AL East teams, three NL East teams, two NL West, and one uh, Central. And then, of course, you know, the AL is the same thing, two AL West and one Central. I was saying that it was almost going to be the same because I think the Padres end up third in the wild card. Yeah. And, you know, if Seattle ends up as third, then – but it wouldn't be your bold prediction. Right. But it would be close because it would be – the West team, three East teams, <laughs> yeah. you know, as far as record, because that's what it's looking like. I yeah. truly believe it goes Dodgers, Mets, Atlanta, Philly, and then San Diego San, and St. Louis are around the same. Yeah. I don't disagree. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy for sure. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's recap real quick the bold predictions here. I'm saying the Yankees don't win the East. I think there are four 100 lost teams and the Dodgers win 110, and I think the a, the NL East ends up as a three-game race between the top three teams. Yeah, and I have the Mariners have the second-best record in the American League at season's end, and the Orioles overtake for the second wild-card spot in the American League. Third wild-card spot, right? Yeah, I meant third. Yeah, yeah. Sec- I, Second wild-card out of the East. Yes. I, I Sometimes I forget that we have three wild-cards. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But at the same time, hey, it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for Season 3, Episode 18. Great stuff. If you've got any questions on who you think, did we get some picks wrong on Week 1? If you have some bold predictions, hit us up on Twitter, at the Sports GPS. Let us know where we went wrong. And if you got any more big news that we missed for the Billboard News, let us know as well. Check us out on ColorCast Monday nights. If yeah. you have Apple products, download the ColorCast app. Monday at 6. We 6, do 630. 6, 6.30. 6.30, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, 6.30 is right. Uh, we do Sports in the Rearview Mirror is the is the title of it. The Sports GPS presents. Uh, you know, Check us out there. Get on the hot Jump seat. Jump on the hot seat. Yeah. Let us know. We do 30 minutes of a review and then 30 minutes you talking with us. Come on, jump on in if you got the Apple products. Unfortunately, it's not out on Android yet. Hopefully, it will be soon. Yeah. Uh, but check us out there. And then, you know, as always, you get us on uh, on anywhere you can get your podcast weekly here for the regular podcast yes, show. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Season 3, Episode 18. For all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.